there. Welcome to Let's Talk, your one-stop pod for all things pop culture. Uh, we are back. We haven't gone too far. We've sort of disappeared a little bit for a, a slightly legit reason. I've gone and had a baby. So it's it's a legit reason. It's not even a slightly. It's a very legitimate. It's slightly reason. legit. I mean, the the timing was a little bit selfish of me, and I'm very very sorry. <laughs> but yes, we're back. We've we've been trying to come back for a couple of weeks, but with various reasons, it's not been that. Uh, it's not been that possible. No, and we we had a couple of things that we were going to do, but in fairness, I think we kind of wanted to wait at least to talk about what we're going to talk about for for this show to end because um I'd say of all the things that we've watched in in recent months I would say this is by far the best one um personally speaking anyway so um we are talking in detail and it's a very big spoiler show so if you've not watched it all do go and watch the final episodes or wherever you got to with it but we're talking about true detective season three um which which is a very welcome return to form let's put it that way yeah because we we both loved season one unashamedly i would say season one is one of the finest if not finest single seasons of television there might be one series of game of thrones which might be near it but it's it's perfection for me almost yeah i I, i'd agree it was one of those things where i i wasn't 100 percent sure if i was gonna like it but i thought well it's not gonna do any harm and you know me i'd i'd watch the opening of an envelope if i thought it was gonna give me 45 minutes of enjoyment yes And, and, and we were both blown away by it was a murder mystery but it had really weird occult things and and then I, I, do you know what? I love the weirdness of it, actually. I think that's... I keep going back and I haven't watched it since, which, which is kind of one of those things where my memory's still quite fresh of it, but not... I should go back and watch it. Yeah. But it was really far out there. The weirdness was, was kind of ahead of its time because I think other things since that came out have gone... Right, we need to be weird as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no point just having a child going missing or someone getting killed. It needs to be weird, you know. Yeah, it needs you, to you be need to really, really dial up the weirdness. Yeah, exactly. And because I mean, the, the fact that they, everyone loves Woody Harrelson. I think you know we don't talk about him much because he doesn't really fall into our circle of pop culture stuff. But I mean. He's one of my favourite actors. He's probably one of the most universal actors that can just do anything he wants and just be effective. He can do really good comedic roles. He's he's a really good serious actor. Um, he's just brilliant. I mean, we are eventually going to hopefully do a comedy special about our favourite films, comedic films, and and he's he's in one of my favourite comedic top five films. And then he's probably in some of my favourite kind of more serious roles. And to pair him up with mcconaughey who at the time had come off the back of doing like crappy crappy rom-coms like things with sarah jessica parker and i don't know some horrific films and then he comes off and does this and then he did i think he did dollars buyers club which he got an oscar for and then did interstellar and worked with nolan and you're like how the hell did you go from shit film after shit film to come in to this kind of form and i mean we're not really talking about that series but it's good to set it up that first series you know those two together were just 
just genius, man. It was just perfect. And it it was a bit of a, a a surprise smash hit, wasn't it? So when when season two rolled around, expectations were quite high. People thought it was going to carry on in the same the same vein, and it, uh, we weren't alone. We weren't the only ones in thinking that it was a real real letdown. Well, I'll be honest. I watched one or two episodes, and then I thought, right, okay, what I'll do is I'll. I'll save them all up and then I'll watch them all. And I never did. And and the strange thing is, I, and I would normally would, would try something. And I liked a lot of the people in it. I think it was Rachel McAdams in it. Yeah, Rachel McAdams was in it and Colin Farrell. And I love Colin, Colin Farrell. I think he's a great actor. And, and obviously Vince Vaughn's in it. And that was a bit questionable, apparently. Um, but I never went back to it because I didn't really want to ruin season one. And I know they're not linked, but sometimes if you watch something, it can take your enjoyment down a little bit of something that's gone before. So, I mean, think Jar Jar Binks and Star Wars, you know, that kind of thing. It does yeah. have an impact sometimes. So, yeah, I never got around to watching it, but I guess it was different showrunner, different writers, maybe. It, it definitely I think, wasn't. I think everything was different other than the title. Because I think I, I said before we came on, um, and it looks like we're not even going to do a new section or anything. We're just jumping straight into this because um, we've been gone a while. There's probably so much happened that we're really kind of far behind on it. But I think we will come back and discuss. I mean, you know, obviously Captain Marvel's coming up and there's quite a lot of announcements and buzz around stuff left, right and center. But I think we're going to come back to that. We might well do a, a Marvel podcast at some stage um and then i don't know there's various tv shows and things i want to talk about like umbrella academy and films and various stuff as always that we could always spend hours and hours talking about so we will come back to that um in a future episode i would say but in terms of just straight into this yeah that first series really did have all the kind of collective things right so Talk about the way it looks like, you know, the way TV shows are developed into looking like films now and the budgets and stuff. Like we talk about Game of Thrones always. But the first season had Kerry Fukunawa, who's a, a quite acclaimed director, went on to do Maniac, which I loved and you didn't on Netflix, but he's going on to direct the next Bond film. So he's obviously got a certain amount of traction behind him, let's be honest. He's so, obviously caught the right you know, got the right attention, yeah. hasn't he? And you can see why. I mean, you do, do you direct eight episodes of True Detective season one and anyone will go, wow, this guy's got yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Because it doesn't just look great. You know, he got the best out of each actor that was in it. Um, and there's a lot to do in a story that's so convoluted. Do you know what I mean? That first season is quite confusing at times and you do have to really give it a lot of attention. And I don't think before that I've ever seen anything that does multiple different age gaps you know have the same actors not not in a tv form not in that way do you know what i mean so i think to do that and do it successfully without just making it really confusing which some shows are um was was a big success and obviously i haven't seen season two so i'm not really going to comment um but i mean you know if we do look at season three one of the things it did exceptionally well is that split timeline across multiple decades um and it, it's hard to do you know we didn't ever get round to discussing uh the fincher netflix thing which we will come back to talk about in a maybe double 
double header when they released the second season of it, and I will remember the name of it in two seconds. Um, what man? I lock hunt? it up. Not. Was oh, it Manhunt? Was it Mind Mind Hunt? Mind Hunter. Yeah. If I Mind made Hunter. that up, I think it was Mind Hunter, um, which was set in what the fifties, forties, fifties, something like that. Yeah, it's Mind Hunter. It's set in the forties, fifties. And that looked amazing because it's it's obviously got all the cars and it's got the feel and it's got the look of something in that era. It's got the smoking and the in the offices and the brown suits and all the rest of it. And to be able to do that as a standalone in one era is pretty astonishing for me. But in something like this, when it's focusing on more than one decade, I think it's just genius, to be honest, because... You do, it's not always heavy in your face stuff. There's a lot of little subtleties, you know, you talk about, and we will get into the depth of the story, but you talk about the games they're playing with. Um, in the first instance, they're playing with dice and they're playing with this and the other. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they're playing computer games like they do nowadays. Um, and the way the kids kind of evolve and the grandkids are different. And I don't know, it's 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 a really subtle little changes, but you know instantly, not just the way the characters look. Obviously, when they're older, it's it's pretty obvious. But that that quick long look when it goes from that first decade jump, slight change in fashion sense or slight change in style. I think to do that and to do it successfully where you don't get confused by it is a bloody hard thing to do. So yeah, that's something this series just I thought it was just brilliant the way the characters developed over each kind of timeline and each kind of period of time. I thought it was just really, really clever. Yeah, that that's one of the things you can praise it for the most is it, it took place across what, forty forty years, something like that, three different I think timelines. You, yeah, you had I don't know what the first year was but then you had 10 year jump and then it was obviously 25 year jump i think after that so yeah you're talking um pretty substantial amount of time 45 years or something like that and and at no point did it did it seem that confusing i mean it, it was a little bit but not massively and it could have been a complete and total head foot to be jumping around and it, it was I remember a lot when more... you talked about Westworld. Do you remember when you talked about Westworld having to yeah. go and watch stuff after you've watched it just to try and explain what the hell had just happened? Um, and whether you like Westworld or not, I think it's a great achievement because it looks amazing and what they do is really good. But that sometimes feels really self-indulgent, really entitled kind of TV making where it's it just was. trying to be smart for being smart's sake. And I think something like this is is showing that you can make smart television and grown-up television and you're not pandering to your audience. You're not trying to dumb it down, but you're not trying to be too smart at the same time. You're not trying to overcomplicate it for the sake of being a dick, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a better word to use. Um and I think that's what this show does, and and especially this season did did so well, to be honest. Yeah, it it, it was a lot more easy to follow than I thought it was. That one of the big surprises for me was Stephen Dorff. Oh. I mean, I, I I didn't even recognise him at first. Well, I mean, we haven't seen him in a lot. Um, I had a, an interview with him actually, and it was a great interview. He's he's a really interesting and really intelligent guy. Speaks extremely well. Um, and he was talking about his career a little bit and how he chooses his projects. And he said he's worked with this director and he's loved doing that. 
And he's done things like theatre, he's done TV, he's obviously done Blade back in the day, which we all kind of remember him for. Um, but he's not aged all that much. No, <laughs> you know he's what I mean? not. Um, and what surprised me most about him is why he's not been in more, firstly. As soon as I finished this series, I'm like, I need to see him in more things because to hold your own next to Mahashala Ali, who is probably one of the most promising actors of his generation or accomplished actors of his generation, seeing that he's just won his second Oscar, um, is quite remarkable. And and, and I'd, I'd at times say that Stephen Dorff is the better of the two, which only because when he started, we didn't get a lot of him as an older man until episode five or six, maybe. Do you know what I mean? He didn't really get involved until they reunited. Yeah, it was un- until they buried the hatchet, wasn't it? It was all centered yeah. more around around Hayes as the as the old man with the what we assume is is Alzheimer's it's or something similar. Former dementia, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but when he comes back into it, you're like, okay, so they're going to give him a little bit to do. But then he really stole the show in those last couple of episodes to me. Um, I didn't write them down, and I regret not doing so. But in that last episode, you know, when he's in the bar wanting to get beaten up, essentially. Oh, God, yes, some of the, the lines. Oh, my God. There's one or two of those insults. I To deliver those the way he did, I was just... I was just in, in stitches, honestly. I was just well, like... He was deluding, wasn't he? He always wondered where ugly, stupid people came from, and then he realised it's from people like them procreating. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think he said something to do with the woolly mammoth. Yeah. Um, which just had me in, in bits, to be honest. I thought it was just hilarious. Um, but but at the know, same time, it was sad, wasn't it? Because you could see well, what he was really going sad. for. He, he just wanted to get a kick in. And the thing is, we hadn't really seen his life develop. But when, when we last saw him in the 90s, before it kind of all, I think it was the 90s, or, or that era, before it all fell apart in the middle era, he had a girlfriend and... They went round to, to his house and, and all that. And I think they'd implied that he, he went on to have a family kind of thing. And you, you expect him to have had a good life. And actually, he does, he has the dog scene outside the bar, which I know would, would get you. Yeah. Um, you know, that scene and then realizing actually his love then moves towards dogs because they're faithful and they're, you know, he's, he's probably missing his friend. He's, he's missing not having any companionship. And he lives out in in the in the woods. And actually, when it came full circle, uh, and we will talk about that final episode because uh, I think a lot of people will be like, "Oh, where's the weird twist? Or where's this? Or where the, where's that?" I, I didn't want that. I I thought it wasn't series one. It didn't need to be. Didn't need to go to some creepy guy's house. Do you know what I mean? And have this kind of really elaborate yeah. um, uh, final scene. I mean, I thought they hinted at it when they brought Michael Rucker in because it was going to be something. Um, along the lines of that but anyway um i thought that that final act with him wanting to move back in with his friend and be supportive and i thought that was great i thought their relationship throughout as much as it was about Hayes, it it did come full circle to him as well and i thought they both had kind of equal equal billing as such you know what i mean it wasn't uh, uh, on the posters it was ali's true detective do you know what i mean and i think when you watch it no, it's just as much as Stephen Dorff as, as Mahashala. So, yeah, I thought he was 
he was phenomenal. Um, I mean, they both were, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. Jesus. Well, I, I thought the same as you. I thought out the two of them, it was Stephen Dorff that, that stole the show. Maybe it's because, like you say, we expected it to be the uh, the Mashar Ali show. Yeah. And Stephen Dorff just kind of come in under the radar and and stolen the attention. But I just thought whenever whenever there was a scene involving the pair of them, it was it was West who was really sort of emoting and he was the one that was really, really dragging, you know, the, the yeah. scenes along. And, and I th- and I think I think that was obviously personality based. Do you know what I mean? He's obviously the more outspoken, the more emotive. He's the one that cared about the father, do you know what I mean? Whereas Hayes is much more of a uh, not Hayes, yeah, it's Hayes, isn't it? Much yeah. more reserved character. You know, he's 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 ex-army. He's quite cold, and that's his persona. And he's quite thorough and quite. He's always probably investigating. He's not. You know what I mean? He wouldn't use. He doesn't have much tact. He's very much to the point, and and I think that's the difference. He's he's not always a, an extremely likable character. I think you must say. I, but ultimately, what you care about is that his motives are to find the truth. Um, whereas I think at times you realise that West maybe doesn't want to stir up trouble. You know what I mean? He's happy to kind of be dictated to, and 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 I think he ultimately admits that maybe that was his mistake by letting the cover-up happen. Do you know what I mean? He knew what was going on and, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, so it, as a pair, and that's the same way you had the Harrelson and, and McConaughey pair, you, you know, you have different dynamics and, and, and they're much better collectively. And I think the more time, especially when you got towards the end of the series, the more time you got with those two back together, the better it was um, for the show. So, um, because I thought the wife, and I need to check her name because that's how professional we are. Carmen Ajogo um, as Amelia. Yes. She was she was excellent. Do you know what I mean? But she at times felt like a distraction, and I know that seems a bit harsh, but I think sometimes I think that's, the story that's felt possibly what her her role was meant to be because Hayes is so singularly focused on, like you said, he he's a task oriented guy, isn't he? I'm yeah. on the case, and that's what I'm going to do. And it's weird to say that his wife, the mother of his kids, was a distraction and yeah. one that he sort of tried as best he could. And he even had Well, it was almost it a distraction episode. from each other, wasn't it? They were almost like for each other. They basically they fed off each other for certain things. But yeah. equally equally they both had their own motives towards the case. It was it was a strange dynamic. Um I mean, as I said, I did love their early scenes together, you know, when they first met. Um, I thought their scenes were great because you saw a bit more of Ali's kind of charisma and charm. Do you know what I mean? Because that's before he got married, he actually gave a shit a little bit. <laughs> you know, maybe speaks volumes for certain marital relations, but um, he, he he wanted to impress her. And so there was an element of that and you could see his kind of charisma coming out. But as it developed, you know, obviously they've been married a long time and it did did change and both of their pasts with what happened in the case just kept getting in the way do you know what i mean because uh, ultimately ali couldn't let it go you know that that's that's what his life became and and it cost him a lot do you know what i mean the whole case cost him a lot because he stepped down from active duty you know active being a detective over over standing firm whereas west 
didn't. Do you know what I mean? He, he yeah. tried to help him, and he didn't. And it was it's it's really interesting those last couple of episodes because there's a lot happened in that time. I mean, the the last episode itself was longer. It was like an hour and a quarter of footage, so probably an hour and I don't know, probably two hours in the states with all the adverts they have. But um, it was quite quite an in depth episode, but I didn't feel like it was rushed. Did you ever feel like the pace ever shifted in this? And I didn't, which is why I loved it, really. No, but I, I was confused because they, they looked like they were coming to the end of the of the episode, didn't they, where oh, everything yes. gets wrapped up neatly. And then I looked at the time that, and, and I was like, there's still 20-odd minutes to go. And I was yeah, thinking, no. well, there must be, there must be a twist coming because everything's wrapped up with a neat little bow on top. So what the hell's going to happen? And I, I really do like the ending because it wasn't, it wasn't it completely wasn't. wrapped up. There was still a couple of loose threads rather than, you know, yep, everything is 100% done. You know the answers to all the questions, end of. And I like the fact they've just left literally two or three threads dangling to make you think, well, what if? You know, what, what yeah. did Wayne's son do with that note that he put in his pocket? You like to think that he went off and maybe investigated it. and I, until you mentioned that, forgotten about that. He felt a bit shifty, right? And I don't know why that was, but he didn't feel always, I don't know, because he was known to be having an affair, wasn't he, with the reporter? That did come out. Yeah, his son asked him, didn't he? Yeah. He said, so, something like, how long's it been going on? Yeah. So there was, so it was known a little bit of, maybe he had ulterior motives about getting his father to have that interview, do you know what I mean? It, it was, well, yeah, no, could or give maybe him that access happened. to his fancy woman. Yeah, maybe it was that, but it was it was difficult a little bit to know with the reporter because it didn't it it was a big part of what happened for a while in in the series, but it didn't really have any massive resolutions. It did open up a couple of plot points, which I think ultimately did help. Um, but you're right in that final episode when you've got that kind of. I didn't feel like they'd got closure um, until that last. 15 minutes and I thought okay so they found out and she's died and I thought that can't be it do you know what I mean a, a lot of my heart kind of sank because I was like all this do you know what I mean they they found out who ultimately albeit accidentally but kept it quiet um killed the boy um and that and I thought that was them. a really good explanation as well I, yeah. was, I was expecting something a lot more sinister but after yeah. spending a whole season expecting something sinister it was nice that it wasn't, you know, child sex trafficking and it wasn't a cult and it wasn't, yeah. I don't know, fucking witches or satanic or anything like that. It was just an accident gone gone wrong. Yeah, and, the, and, and I thought that's what was so clever. Happened, yeah. It was quite sensible, you know, with the, the woman who'd lost a kid and she had a psychotic break and it, yeah. it all sounded kind of plausible. And it, well, it, in that in that era, I mean, I've not seen a, a show on Netflix called Abducted in Plain Sight. People bang on about it. It's one of those things that gets a lot of hype. But some of the stuff that went on in that, which is a true story, is probably what you would deem more far-fetched than what happened in this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the kind of thing that did happen in parts that you know, parts of the states so over certain periods and certain years. Because as you can see in this, kids were just trusted to go off on their bikes. Do you know what I mean? At quite a young age. And, you know, we've seen, I don't know, Stranger Things and those kind of eras of stuff. But in the 70s, 80s, and I'm sure it was the same in the UK, obviously it's very different now. 
Um, but kids were just allowed to play outside and do what they want. And now it's a very different world we live in, but you couldn't at that point trust that everyone, that the kids were going to be, I mean, they trusted people that the kids would just be safe. But if you had, I don't know if you, I mean, it wouldn't happen nowadays. Let's be honest. I wouldn't let my kids just go off similar ages to their children and just go off and play on their own and be back by a certain time and all that kind of stuff. So that element of it is quite plausible. And then as you said, what was clever about it is it wasn't really sinister. That there were I so mean, many misdirects where they started having the the implications. Oh, the dolls! The dolls certainly felt like it was a cult. And I've read a lot of things online about that the dolls implied that it was a place where it was like like trafficking of children. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. sex trafficking of children and all that kind of stuff. And the dolls were left as kind of a signature for that. And I'd read all sorts of stuff where people got carried away. And then there was a lot of cult kind of references to the dolls, obviously, as well. Um, and then the, the church, you know, where he was, he died and he put his hands in the position of, of praying like he'd, yeah. he'd done when he was an altar boy or something like that. Um, or when he was first, um, I can't remember the word, but it was, it was, it was when he had his first communion or something. Yes, exactly. So, um, it was that kind of thing where you thought, okay, maybe the church is in on it. Um, there was the stuff with the uncle, wasn't it, with the holes in the wardrobe where they were accusing them of being a paedophile? Yeah, and, exactly. And, and it, those... it turned out that they were just passing notes to each other, and it was just like a brother and sister thing. And 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 you never really trusted the mom, and I think we were right not to, yeah. obviously, because she with her she being almost so sold... strung out. And and then when they did that whole the thing well, that really the, blew the note... that line, wasn't it, from the note of the um, yeah. children children should be laughing or there should always be laughed or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That, that's when yeah. you knew that something really wasn't right with her. No, exactly. I, I did feel awful for the, uh, for the father because he didn't know anything. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. he was left to die. You know, obviously was it season six? I think the end of season six, when he entered the pink room, I think it probably was something like that. Yeah, I think it was season. Uh, oh, sorry, episode six. It was um, six or seven. Yeah, when he entered the room and you saw. I think it was the last scene of episode him. six, and then in, in in episode seven, you'd found out that he'd been killed and left. You know, uh, he wasn't strung up, was he? But it was he was left. Uh, you know, they left him. Um, on the, they left him at the site. It was where the bodies were found, oh, wasn't it? It was, yeah. and he was up some stairs with a really crappy suicide note, and oh, it was God, obviously yeah. meant. It was meant to imply it was, that it was typed. It was a typed suicide note. Yeah, and it, it was mean, meant the... to imply that he'd killed himself to make. And then they went into a bit of a spiral, didn't they? And at first, we thought that was the incident that they talked about because they'd always made mention to, you know, we know yeah. what we done and we know what you know what happened and you sort of started thinking it was that, but then of course it turns out that it wasn't that it was the, no. um, it was the, uh, what's it? Uh, blah, 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 James Harris, James that they killed. Yeah. So that, you and know, the they... Harris James situation was, was interesting because he, I think early doors, you got a sense that he was dodgy when they talked about other reporters started talking about this guy went missing and then you went, okay, he planted the evidence. Do you know what I mean? It was that big kind of conspiracy. He, um, he was linked, wasn't he, with both both times that the case went cold, the original time, and then when it yeah, got revisited. Exactly. And it was really sort of really hinting at something super, super sinister. And he was in, implicated as he was p- potentially involved in this 
sex trafficking ring and he was maybe one of the ones that was finding the kids and yeah and it, it got really really dark and again it was just another misdirect there was nothing of the sort like that it was it was and i think ultimately that i think ultimately that was what i found quite satisfying by the finale because i think people wanted this huge I don't know, like you said, some big uncover of a, a sex trafficking thing, or they wanted something really dark and sinister. They didn't actually want a situation where it was just someone who'd lost their husband and child and had kind of, I don't know, basically bought another child. Do you know what I mean? And, and as much as that was wrong, she was almost adopted. Do you know what I mean? But it was the fact that then you found out she'd been dosing up with lithium. Yeah, she'd, she'd been on lithium for four years, so the kid didn't know fucking up, up from down. And Yeah, when it, I was it did have a little and, bit of a darker edge. And when then, the fellow you know, was doing that confession, the um, junius, I, I must admit, I was sort of watching it wincing, going, oh, God. Oh, yeah, I know. God. And the thing is, you know, when they're as old men, they went into the uh, kind of abandoned house, the manor house. Um, you, you know, when they're shining the torches in the pink room, I did think something might have happened at that point. Do you know what I mean? I thought they might have. But they're old men at that stage. It would have been a very strange thing to have some kind of physical altercation. You know, at that point in the story, it wouldn't yeah. have made any sense to me. Um, but it, it was nice to see the expressions where, I, I think it was Hayes mentioned, that this room had been sitting there for like 25 years untouched. And they were yeah. so close, but they were so far away. Well, that's what frustrated them the most. You know what I mean? It's like, why? And I think they knew themselves that they, that by killing, you know, Harris, they, they stopped every chance they had. Do you know what I mean? Of, of, of solving it at that point. And, and they, they were never really, they were never happy worthy with um, the way it was pilled on. It was pilled. It was piled onto um, Woodard that he was this horrible, dangerous child abductor and he wasn't he was just his face didn't fit did it you know he was a ex-serviceman who was a little bit kooky but he wasn't doing anything wrong and yet they they painted him as the bad guy and the police so desperate to get a conviction and a quick conviction were like yeah we'll just pin it on the weirdo yeah i mean it was quite quite easy to them to do that obviously and because he was scapegoated and whatnot but at the same instance, you know, it was quite an obvious thing to do the corrupt policeman in that era. Do you know what I mean? And go, oh, let's just pin it on someone because the whole town is up in arms and we're losing votes. And do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. It was, it's quite a typical tale at that point. And then what it did so cleverly is, is when it came to his kind of arrest and when the altercation all kind of happened, it produced probably five minutes of some of the best television I've seen. You know, that's how I want an action scene to happen sometimes. Do you know what I mean? You don't yeah. always need the full CG explosions and car chases and all that kind of jazz. That scene of just tension and you know they're going to trip the, the C4 trigger on the front door. I didn't think after that point there would be all all the action that came from it. Do you know what I mean? There was, there was a gunfire and the fight scenes. And then ultimately, Woodard kind of making Hayes take his life, which again is something he said he doesn't need to take that to his grave. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why yeah. are you making me do this? That scene alone, I don't know. I, I could have watched that and been happy. <laughs> I would be honest. It was such an amazing scene 
Um, and one of those sequences, I think everyone, I, I remember the, the kind of online buzz around that scene was, was pretty, pretty significant because, yeah, it's just great television. Uh, it really is. And, and it did, it did quicken the pace at that point, maybe a little bit. So you started to go, but then you're only, what, three episodes in? So you're like, well, they're not going to solve it that quickly. Do you know what I mean? You know there's a lot more to come. And that's why all the misdirects, they were quite subtle, and they but they weren't frustrating because you just wanted to know more. It's one of those series that you just want to keep watching. And, and actually having to wait every week isn't always a bad thing because it something this clever, it, it keeps your mind working. It keeps you thinking about it when you can. I mean, you've probably been in a state of pretty much comatose for the last <laughs> yeah, five weeks. Much. But do you know what I mean? Like It does make you think. And I think if you can binge watch something, sometimes it takes away that kind of tension, that kind of edge. Um, it doesn't give you capacity to think because you, if you're thinking, you're already on that next episode. Do you know what I mean? So I did like that about it. I, I did always immediately want to watch the next episode, but I was patient enough to think it was worthwhile. I mean, it was certainly worthwhile. It was it was great television. So, um, yeah, loved it, to be honest. I mean... There's probably a lot more to talk about. We can probably depth into some of the other characters, perhaps. Um, but I guess we talked about the bulk of them. Um, the uh, one of my one of the ones I enjoyed the most was definitely the father. I felt yeah. really sorry for him when you saw him in the the in between timeline about ten years later, and he'd got himself sober, and he was doing really well. And you see that he and um, he and West have, have stayed in touch and they're actually really good yeah. mates, you know, and they, they, they hang out and stuff. And he he was really, really enjoyable as a character. So for him to have then taken his life, because he, he started getting a little bit too brazen, didn't he? Like when he, he started skulking around the police station and he overheard them talking yeah. about the, the sighting of his daughter. And then he, and then he heard the, because uh, he, he went to see the uncle, didn't he? And, he started going off the rails well, a little bit. The the uncle the uncle kind of put the cat amongst the pigeons, as it would be known, because he had information about the family, didn't he? Because he knew that the mother had been visited um, by the ex policeman, or if he was a policeman at that time, Harris. Yeah. And he and he kind of knew that she was being paid by him or by the family, I think. So it was at that point, obviously. Um, he discovered that Tom and he, he obviously went to the house and that ultimately led to his demise. But it's frustrating because you did think at that point, right, this has got to be it. We're going to find out. And then you, you know, but that, I guess that did happen quite late. That was, you know, episode six or so. Um, there was a lot of time at the, the initials spent in the, in, in the original state. And I, I mean, even going back to episode one, if we, if we, if we should, some of the shots in that, you know, when they're doing the police on um, the kind of manhunt for the kids, it's just phenomenal. It looked amazing, you know, when they're going through all the swamplands and the marshlands. Yeah. And I don't know what it was, but, you know, being dragged back into that Southern American state, kind of just open land, nothing there, but just, it, it took me back to season one a little bit. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's what, really good television does because it it really takes you straight back into it and goes 
shit, this means business again. Do you know what I mean? After, after what was, a lot of people might well have given up on it, you know, after season two. I think the casting for this got people excited, obviously, because Ali is, is, is the buzz at the minute. He's, he's doing so much great work. And I mean, we talk about him from the things we've watched. Um, but as I said, recently got another Oscar. Um, two Oscars. He's he's only been around for about a matter of years. Yeah. Um, but he was the best thing in Luke Cage by an absolute mile, wasn't he, in the first series? Yeah, he was. And um, we were so pissed off when he got killed off so easily. Because they really did ruin it. They ruined it by killing off the good character. They really did. It was great up until that point, Luke Cage season one. Um, it just really went downhill after that. And and he was the best thing. And, and you've got to think, when you've got an actor like that signed up for it, you know they've got, he's got to be working with a good script and with good director and, you know, good producers because he wouldn't take it otherwise. The guy's huge. Do you know what I mean? He can pick and choose whatever he wants to do now in his career. So um, I did hope it was going to be good, but I didn't quite think it was going to be this good. And I mean, it's difficult to say where it where it ranks, you know, in... In the scale of tele- television, really, because it's still quite fresh to me, because I'm still thinking about it after watching the finale this week. Um, and I do want to go back and watch season one, but I think I loved it just as every bit of season one. I think I enjoyed just as much about it. Um, I mean, we were talking about the characters. Do you know who plays the son in it? Uh, yeah, it's Ray Fisher. It's Cyborg. Yeah, it is. It's Cyborg, yeah. I spotted that yeah. straight away because he... He was doing some of the um, like the the build up to it on his on his social media, and I was thinking, yeah, what a weird piece of casting because I hadn't heard anything about him. I knew no, no. Michelle Arelli and um, and Stephen Dorff were linked with it, but I was thinking, well, surely he's playing like a a main character. Yeah. And I must admit, I don't think he was that good in it. I thought he was very very dry. Even yeah. the bits when he was trying to be really emotive when he's supporting his his confused and ill dad, he didn't seem he didn't seem overly to give that believable. Much shit, really. I would say the daughter who was in it for about no time that. did did more emotive work with the father than you know when she says I miss you and I still miss you now. Yeah, that just that, that just broke me. Man. That that was I mean? a hard line because she obviously meant I miss the real you, not this. Yeah, not the shell that you are exactly, now. and I mean that was the thing that hurt a lot was seeing him in, in an older state because, and that's when I think Ali really did shine to be honest because to play, it wasn't just the, the idea that he he's obviously he had some form of dementia and he's he's struggling with his his, you know, and for a man that's so intelligent and so switched on that must be so hard. Do you know what I mean? That you know, where your brain is everything about what you're good at, you know, your detective work, your skills and all that is just lost because you, you're losing your, your mind. Um, he plays that so well, but it's not just that, and it's not just the ridiculously good makeup team because both him and Dorf just looked, they looked old, man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't think that's, that that's how good prosthetics and things are now and makeup. Just looked amazing, but it was his mannerisms, you know, the way he walked around. It's his, it's his gait, it's his movement. He looked like and looked and talked and walked and acted like an old man, and you believed yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? And and I, I just think that's hard to do because what most TV shows, or, you know, and and films will often do is if they have got someone of that big an age gap, it'll either look a bit shit 
or they'll do something incredible like Marvel, you know, with their de-aging process, which is quite remarkable, as we're going to see when we watch Captain Marvel and we've got Samuel L. Jackson looking 30 years younger or all, all, all the rest. Um, but they'll normally just either cast someone else or just do a botch job of it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas actually what the show embraced is they went full on, actually, no, we're going to give you proper old man you know, Dorf and Old Man Alley for yeah. considerable amounts of time. Do you know? You imagine the makeup that went into that. Do you know what I mean? And imagine the prosthetics and how long it took. They really did spend a lot of time as those characters, and it was it was quite remarkable. And then obviously, when you de-age them back to what they looked like before, Dorf had a slight change in those ten years, but and so did Ali. But Ali would lose a bit slicker and a different haircut and all that kind of stuff. But you didn't have to do a lot in that first two, but to, to make them so believable as older men, I thought it was just just genius, really. It was. I mean, one thing I really enjoyed about when they were older, it was really sad to see that Hayes finally sort of accepted in retirement, he accepted just how bad he'd been during his career. You know, he'd, he'd been so full on, so high octane, and he'd ended up, pushing away everyone he'd he'd not lost his family but something obviously happened with his wife we never quite no they've not filled that blank they 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 never quite explained but you assume based on the way he was acting that his wife died and that maybe they died estranged or something i i sort of get the impression anyway she definitely died they split up and that maybe she she died before they were able to either not necessarily reconcile, but even just, you know, become friends again, even if they were never going to get back together. And yeah, and we had, had that had great scene in, kids. Yeah. Had that great scene in the last episode in where, the bar, in the bar, exactly where it slowed it all right back down again. And I thought, Christ, that's bold because you've gone from this, you know, the scene where obviously they, they, killed a man basically and they flash back to the bar scene which well no I killed him in episode 7 but you know episode 8 when you're all getting a big reveal of what happened and then they go to this bar scene and that was almost like the reconciliation in his mind do you know what I mean that was a scene where they parted amicably in a lot of ways do you know what I mean but you don't think that's it obviously their, their relationship lasted a lot longer than that but that was the scene possibly where they both found a bit of closure with what they were doing and why they were doing it. You know what I mean? And it it, it was great for him because you, you ultimately get transported into not his happy place, but you know what I mean? Something along those lines where he's found a bit of peace. I was just going to say he he found a little bit of peace, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And he had a troubled life. You know, it's, he's, he went to the army, which they revealed, because the payout for him dying would go to his mom. I mean, Jesus, that was another thing. And and you, you get things like that, where you can tell he's not, he's, he's, you know, he's not fully in the room. He's not fully engaged with what's going on. He's just, when he gets a case, it's something that, that changes his perspective and obviously when he was in the jungle he used to spend days and days out on his own he was I like a scout wasn't when he? It, whenever you got to yeah. see him doing his scouting thing he was absolutely brilliant yeah and that was the one thing i thought it lacked a little bit in the in the first couple of episodes you saw him doing a lot of kind of 
straight detective work. Do you know what I mean? And tracking and like things when like he, that. When he it. was actually trying to find the kids' bodies and he just took himself yeah. off for like the whole afternoon. It was just brilliant that. And and you know, there's a lot of scenes about was it? you know the other policeman saying to um, saying to um, West, you know, what's he doing? You know, what? Why is he going off there? And why is he doing that? And he's like. I just let him do that because he's the best I know. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. And their trust and their relationship just, you know, he knows how good he is. And I think everyone there knows how good he is. But at the end of the day, he has got, he won't bow to the demands of the corruption as such. Um, And that's what kind of ultimately leads to his demise as a police officer, which, which is hard to watch. You know, the scene where he packed up his desk and he went to sit, with all the, it's all the essentially typists. the female typists, and and at the time he's it was quite traditional, obviously, and he's there, been utterly demoted, and I didn't and think because ever... he wouldn't throw his missus under the bus, and even she's telling him to do it, and I thought exactly. he was going to, and then that creates problems between him and West, because yeah. West just stuck his his knackers on the line to get him another shot, and he'd exactly. rather go and sit in the typist pool. Yeah, and he, exactly. I, I suppose it, it's because he said one of those he examples. said he thought it would blow over. He said he could out outlast in, them in, because in he knew years. they were corrupt. And he thought it'd be two years. I think he said, and obviously it's ten years until he gets his next shot at coming back on the case. And even then, um, that that's only because West insists that he comes back because nobody knows the case better than him. Yeah, he, exactly. Again, it, it just goes to show that stubborn streak that he's got where he's convinced that the way he's doing it is the right way and he's not willing to, you know, it, it, it wouldn't have, have ruined his, his girlfriend's career or anything, but he sort of, he's got that obligation, hasn't he, to to, to yeah. stick with her. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, he, yeah, it's, it was... it's two very, very interesting characters. You can see why they work so well together because they oh, are the can. original odd couple, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean... It is, it's fascinating, actually. It, yeah, it is. I mean, they're so clever with these characters that they, they write because they spend a lot of time on their own, but also when they're together, like we said, they seem to be more than the sum of their parts. So like when they're, they're older collective together or younger, you you know, the, the scenes I, I probably loved the most is when they're together in the car, you know, when they're driving between various you know when they're doing the detective work and they're basically i don't know they're just going at each other but there's that friendship and trust you know what i mean and yeah. there's that scene when hayes gets does he get out of the car or vice yeah, he versa yeah, yeah he, he he gets out and he's he starts telling him that he's being like a prom queen or something yeah being exactly. a total little girl and yeah he's like right fine you can fucking walk home then and just sprints off on him and then yeah. that causes problems with with his wife because he's he's pathologically incapable of yes. telling her what the hell's going on. He can't even just say, you know, oh, we had a falling out. He doesn't have to go the whole way and say we had a falling out. No, no. X, Y, Z. And he's just not capable of, of, of letting her know. And I mean, as much as what that did was probably drove her on to explore the case more, you know, and because she, she wasn't getting, much out of him so she's there doing it herself yeah and they even expressed that she was a very good detective do you know what i mean there was a lot of things that said actually what she discussed and discovered was 
you know, he should have been reading her book to find these things out. And he, he was so stubborn that he wouldn't even read her own book. And, and, Do you know what I mean? And she was asking him so often, wasn't she, to... Yeah. You know, she was always dropping manuscripts under his nose and he just wouldn't do it because he's so... He'd, he's one of them, he'd rather fail on his own than, than succeed with her help. Yeah. And if he had read her book, you know, we, we, we get that bombshell at the end about the, the kid who it turns out is running the lawn company and you know i was gonna say we can talk about the ending but the the ending all came about like you said because of the link there that they the boy was that was obsessed with julie in the playground ultimately is the one that you know finds her again do you know what i mean and and it was great that ending i thought a lot of people won't like it because i don't know why actually it was probably too but it I think after all that the family went through. So the mother was offed, wasn't she? That we I think we know that. The yeah. uncle was obviously offed. She, the she father was, was gone. She, she knew too much already. And then the father found out too much because as soon as he found the pink room, because he'd heard oh, of course the, um, he was gonna die. Yeah. He he'd heard the conversation, hadn't he? The um like the police tapes when she's saying Yes. Uh, oh no! It was it was the uh, the press conference, wasn't it? When she rang yes, in, in response was. to that, and she was saying that. Well, that's when they thought he was guilty. Yeah, yeah because she never she said him who who pretends to care about me, and she starts going on about the pink room and the castle and the princess and what was it, it was Princess Mary or something like that. And yeah, she the, was Mary Julie. Yeah, it, it, Mary Mary July. I think they kept saying. Yeah, Mary but... July. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. It, it was a tough thing to watch the father just because I always believed he was innocent and, and they they then basically pointed the finger in his direction. and Just because he was an easy target, wasn't he? He was an easy target. He was a broken man. And he they, they, they knew that the mother anymore. was dodgy, so they just logically assumed, well, if one is, then the other one must be as well. Exactly. So, I mean, as much as people maybe don't like a happier ending, one part of the family survived the rest of their family is gone do you know what i mean all of the 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 brother who was innocently you know just that was the clever twist in this obviously that that you you think it's going to be okay two missing children two missing children no the boy's there and he's dead and it's all about the daughter and and then the fact she's still alive and it's 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 a very clever one but to have that ending when they find her gravestone, you know, obviously fake, false gravestone um, that they cover up in the in the convent. That would yeah. be that was a gutting ending for me. I, that I was, was like, really when when they were showing that, I I was really really sad. But then when when you started dawning, when it started to dawn that it was fake, I had yeah. this huge grin on my face, and because Michelle wasn't watching it, I had my headphones in, and I was going, "She's alive." He faked it. He fucking faked it, and she's looking at me like, "What? What? Oh, are never you mind. About? It was some nuns." <laughs> but it, that, it, it was, was very, very clever. So he, even though it was a happy ending in the conventional yeah. sense, it really wasn't. When you think what she'd gone through, spending her oh, no. part of her life unknowingly kidnapped, drugged, so she didn't know what the hell was going on. And, and everyone then... involved in, in this case was ruined, basically. It was corruption. Everyone there had their own little agenda, death. didn't they, in some way? There was way. agendas left, right, and center. There was sadness. There was misery. And a lot of 
shows I watch, I haven't watched a, a good kind of cop show or a detective show, you know, for for a long time. I used to watch things like The Killing and stuff like that. And there's some really good shows, but none of them really match up to this. None of them have that level of writing and that level of intellect and and that level of performance. But it does just make it believable, you know, and you are invested in these characters and it's quite a somber, hard thing to watch, but you ultimately care about what happens. So Absolutely. You know, and, and I thought having that ending and they have that moment where they have the reconciliation and he's going to move in with his dog. I just, I love that. Them, it's a total bro moment, bro is. moment, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you know, just feel like being a little bit closer to the city, so maybe I'll stay here for a couple of days a week. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Rather than saying, like, I'm really fucking lonely. I really miss you. Oh, God, I miss you too. Yeah, or it's... I'm moving in because I still had my sanity and you are struggling. Your son's telling me that you're, you know, yeah. you know, because he was clearly having issues. He was clearly reaching his end of his days, it felt like. Oh, it was um, it was horrible. It was uh, There were some times when it was genuinely heartbreaking to yeah. see what you knew was such a sharp mind, such a really, really astute detective and a really good soldier. Just yeah. in the middle of the night, you know, he's, he gets in his car and he doesn't know where he's going or where he's been. And it, it's, it's great. It's, whole... that it's great that it took you back. I mean, you know, the dementia aspect of it, it probably tells dementia as a tale better than shows that focus on things like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it probably is a very accurate depiction i've had some in my life but not a lot to that complex degree and they did such a kind of excellent job of seeing what the family struggled through um but also you know i think ultimately you get the resolution of that and you you get transported back to when he was probably at his happiest when he was on his own in the jungle he had a real purpose to his life and he didn't have the burdens of 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 the world around him you know i think that's what and I, I thought that's why the ending to me was so effective and i can understand what people were expecting because true detective season one had a very bold ending you know finding the house and all the stuff that went down um quite violent quite bold but that was a weirder show it was it was a weirder premise it was a weird case it was very different to this one um and I'm glad it wasn't it didn't go I'm glad the misdirects were just misdirects in the end. I think it would have been a, a different show entirely if it had been a, a sex trafficking ring or do you it, know what I mean? It would have Something. been similar to, to season one if they'd made it. It was nice they had that little five second tip of the hat to it. That was really nicely done. But if they'd done another really weird, really occult thing it would have been a bit like, well, okay, but how is this any different? It was nice that it was actually something quite conventional rather than yeah. another weird one, another this, another that, another the other. It, it, it was very, very clever writing to you know, turn it all on its head and go, no, completely normal is just one of those things that happens. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I, I'm the same as you, but I, I do want to go back at some point and watch season one. Yeah, I've got a lot of, watch, a lot of TV to watch. There's obviously Game of Thrones, but I think maybe when we hit the summer and things die down, no football, no no major series you know, to keep up with, I think that might be a good time to revisit it. Yeah. Um, and I think if there are other shows like it, oh God, please hit me with recommendations. Um, our great listenership 
yeah, we're probably going to be down to like five. But if any of those five have got any good recommendations, any of those three have got any recommendations, um, please do, please do let me know because it's difficult to find shows there. I mean, obviously, this is quite a commercial show, but it's not, it's not common. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like overly commercial. It, it, no, it, it's, it doesn't, it's, it's, it doesn't well, have a lot of the, the TV tropes that you'd expect from a show like this. It's it's yeah. still kind of weird. It's more weird than you get from a lot of mainstream shows. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, it, no, it really is because, and I like we said, I don't think it what it does that other shows don't do is, I think the Netflix shows now, and there's some great TV on, on Netflix, um, uh, a quick recommendation I watched, I think you'll like, because you like Natasha Leon, who was in Orange is the New Black and I think American Pie back in the day, you know, the yeah, girl with the big was. hair. Um, she's in a thing called Russian Doll, which is an eight-part series. It's a bit like a modern-day Groundhog Day, but it works really well with her because she's the lead and she's fucking brilliant. Um, that's a really good show on Netflix, but it's quite original and quite quirky. I like Maniac, because, again, that was quite weird. Um they they don't often do weird shows like that. They do a lot of kind of straight talking stuff. And you do watch those kind of things. Cause I know you watch things yeah. like Shooter and, and all that kind of stuff. And people like all that. And don't get me wrong, that's a great bit of mindless telly to be be watching. But when you watch a show like this, the next thing you watch after just feels so disappointing, <laughs> to be honest, um, because nothing hits these kind of standards. And the next kind of detective show you watch goes... It's like you figured it out in two episodes, or they've given away too much, or they've thrown ten possible suspects at you, and in season, in episode one, and then you've got to whittle it down to which one it's going to be, like a murder mystery crap, you know. Yeah. Whereas this doesn't do that. This is too smart. This lets you go right. You, you're going to know a little bit by this episode, and we'll give you a little bit more, and then we'll misdirect you a little bit, and then we'll feed a little bit. It's just giving you gentle amounts to make your brain tick and make you work, but it's not giving you it all straight because it doesn't want you to know the answers straight away because the detectives don't know. It wants you to find out when they do ultimately. It doesn't, you know, whereas a lot of the dumber shows, you've kind of figured it out before they, they have. Do you know what I mean? So in theory. So it, it does it does a lot of things that less intelligent shows just don't compete with. So any any recommendations that are of this near this caliber? I don't even have to be this tier. This is like A tier, and if you gave me a B or C, I don't mind. Um, would be would be kind of recommended for me because I don't think you get much great detective shows anymore. I don't think they really exist outside of this. So, what did you think about the actual ending? I said to you, didn't I? I I got the feeling that. He, he well, whether he knew or not, yeah, yeah, I, I think he, he, he knew what he was doing. Then I think he legitimately forgot. He rang his son. I'd seen some people saying that like he'd lost his bottle and he realised, oh, I can't do this, and he was just faking it. I think he really did forget, but he just had a few seconds of clarity when he was on the driveway when the girl gave him his his glass of water. You could yeah. see he looked at the mum, he looked at the girl. And I think for just a few seconds, it dawned on him where it, where it, it, where he was and what he was doing there. And but, I, I think like when he... you said that to me, I thought actually now I get. I, I, I think the he whole sort thing, of let I it thought... go. I think he was having a lucid moment, and rather than cling on to it, I think he let it go because he thought, you know what, just 
let her have a life. Just let her do what she yeah. wants to do. Let her have, because of the, the nature of what went on, let her have happiness and let her daughter live a normal life. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Let her live. And the daughter was really polite in the way they spoke to each other. And, you know, it was it was a lovely moment. And you do wonder whether the whether Julie knew or recognised him in any way, I, shape I, or form. I got a real, real strange feeling that she recognised him. Oh, when, I thought when, that too. When she saw him come up the driveway, I there, there was a couple of seconds where, like, he was, was lingering, look. looking it at her. It was just a look. And she yeah. was lingering, looking at him. And maybe she recognised him from the TV or something, but I'm sure she knew, and it was one of those, it was who's going to blink first. And of course, neither of them decided that they were going to do anything. And, and that yeah. suited both of them really well. Yeah, I think you're right though with it. I think he did get confused and he rang his son because he was a bit panicked. And then once she gave him the water and because he'd seen her, the daughter the day before, do you know what I mean? With the yeah. the father, um, I think it was there. I think it did trigger. And I think ultimately, you know, I th- I think... West was happy enough with the resolution, whereas I think Hayes needed to know. Do you know what I mean? He, I think he needed to know more because ultimately that's he, that's what all he was obsessed with. Do you know what I mean? His whole life for so long. That case, yeah, it exactly. was it was decades and decades of his life was was taken up with this case, and yeah, he didn't let it go when he was off the case. Do you know what I mean? And I think ultimately he retired and but he, he's still happy to do the interview about it and talk about it you know it was still a big part of his life and he just couldn't really let it go without knowing what happened yeah i thought i thought the other thing about the final episode is the fact they walked away from the man that wanted to be punished and the man with the one eye that yeah from junius that was very interesting i thought that i just had a feeling that one of them was gonna maybe not kill him but shoot him because they'd looked for him for so long, yeah. it was, it, but then, they, but then they I, knew they'd I missed him. I thought there might be something with that, or they'd call to get him arrested or whatnot. But ultimately, I think they realised he's suffering and he's suffering. There's, not, he's there's nothing that they not. could have done to him that was going to make no. him suffer any more than him no. torturing himself every day for what he'd done. And again, he he'd done what he'd done because he, he at the time he really, really thought that he was doing the right thing by this poor tortured woman. Yeah. And, you know, she, she deserved a second chance at a family life and the parents were, you know, that the mother was okay with it. She was game for, you know, selling a child and Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, 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 everything was okay until the accident that killed the son. The one thing that bothered me a little bit, and it's not bothered me, but that the mother never got spoken to anymore because you could feel her guilt. Do you know what I mean? You knew there was something up with her. Yeah. Um, and they left it for for the, the wife to end up the one that kind of triggered her. Do you know what I mean? Because she's the one that suddenly said a couple of things to her and triggered her at that point. But she never really did that with the detectives and they never got a chance to find out from her. But ultimately... I mean, we all knew there was something, and when they mentioned about the note, we we knew there was something in that. I think the two notes were the clear standouts. That the, yeah. the mum sent the note, and then the handwritten or the typewritten, sorry, typewriter written suicide note was obviously clearly fake. And you'd think they'd know that, but 
I don't know. It was it was it was difficult. It was because you were frustrated. You wanted them to keep investigating, but then you realise why Hayes um, did back off because well, he was it, told it, to. It played into that whole thing, didn't it? About the um, because the higher ups didn't give a yeah. stuff who'd actually done it. All they cared about was getting a conviction and getting it quick and getting it with somebody who fits the narrative of yeah. a bit of a wrong. And when the family were kicking kids. off, you know, when Woodard's family were kicking off about what had happened, um, because they were threatening to sue, and we talked about uh, making a murderer. Do you know what I mean? When things like that happen, suddenly they'll change their mind and they they decided to pin it on the dad because he was an easy target at that point and then he took his own life so they could easily just go okay would have died in prison but yeah we'll free him of any guilt and then we'll put it on someone else you know they were so corrupt um nothing would have stood in their way of just making sure they had someone basically signed on a bit of paper that they did it Do you know what i mean that's all they cared about they didn't care about the actual truth of it um and it was interesting the, the scene with rucker was good but he obviously only had a very brief moment i thought there might have been more with him that that was um, a big shame that real big shame that they i just don't think they needed to maybe put him in there if, if you know i think such a great actor that we obviously adore on this podcast. You think, Christ, this guy's so intimidating and such a scary bastard that they gave him this kind of one intimidation scene where he's telling them to back off, um, or telling him to back off, telling him what he knew that he obviously had Harris had a GPS didn't he, on him or something, so they knew he Which buried him. Which is very, him. very creepy. Yeah, oh, okay. all sorts goes on. You know, obviously, that family were extremely rich and powerful and all the things they did were really dodgy. Do you know what I mean? There was obviously more to that family and what went on, we felt, than what we saw, you know, what we saw with with, with the actual story. But, you know, it's it's interesting. And, and the other thing people were hoping, you know, they kind of, and it was a great moment when they showed the two detectives, they showed Harrelson and... and uh, McConaughey's case, didn't they? Is it on a newspaper or is it on a yeah. TV? I can't remember. And people thought, oh God, they're going to link together and it's going to be this big circle. I'm not going to talk about the world being flat or anything, but it's going to be this big circle. Um, and I'm glad it wasn't. You know, it yeah, couldn't they, have been. They just sidestepped it really nicely. because, And again, yeah. it all linked back to the dolls, didn't it? And of course, the yeah. dolls were all just a complete misdirect and the dolls were literally given to her because she was a little girl and they just wanted to give her some dolls. And there yeah, was nothing, they, nothing oh, she suspected the creepy neighbour, didn't they, for a brief period as well? Yes, yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, not creepy neighbour, but neighbour. Do you know what I mean? Who'd stayed in the neighbourhood and all this kind of stuff. So they kept throwing out random characters you'd not seen before, but they didn't ever go, yeah, you know, it, it was good. It, was, it wasn't, yeah. It was really well done, I thought, and I, and I thought the ending was was great. I thought everyone got enough closure in the right kind of ways, and it didn't need, like we keep saying, to be anything more than that. So, yeah, excellent, excellent. And anyone who's not seen it, why the hell have you listened to this? But I'm sure you all agree with us. Obviously, the people I spoke to online, it's got a load of buzz. A lot of people love it and really giving it the accolades it deserves. Um I don't know about TV awards or whatever, but you would imagine both leads are going to get some kind of recognition for it. You'd hope. You'd like because, to think so. Especially Stephen Dorff, really, because, I mean, Ali's got enough awards on his mantle at this stage anyway. So, um, 
and everyone was great in it actually all, all the parts like we said maybe by the sun um were, were really effective and it felt really authentic each each era like we said everyone felt it's very smart, sort of changes in dialect and sort of changes in appearance, and I thought it which was, was really your favourite of the eras? Um, uh, the original, probably, uh, probably the original, because as I said, I think there was just a bit more time spent in that world, and, and it was a bit more investigative, and I kind of liked those aspects of the bit. Um, and then the middle one, I don't think they did enough with, maybe if I'm being honest. I I I'd probably say my favourite was the older one. Yeah, I was going to say, I really I mean, enjoyed close. seeing them, like, a couple of retired badasses still going around. And did you notice when they went to Junius's house, they were still yeah. wearing badges? Oh, no, I know. They, they were still know. acting like they were cops. I mean, I don't know whether they've actually both formally retired or or if I West was are. still going, but he was still wearing yeah. his badge on his, um, on his belt. Yeah. And I was I thinking, do, I, I don't know whether that's meant to be, like, a misdirect or... A scene, you know, when they bolt cutter their way into that mansion. Yeah. And they said, "What if we get caught?" And he's like, "We're old." Well, we'll just say we're, we're old. We're old. <laughs> I just thought it was brilliant. Yeah, play um, on it. We're old. We're confused. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Play on it. I thought that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very close between those two. I think, like I said, the middle one. I don't think they quite knew what to do with it at times. It didn't feel like they did enough in that middle, but it did have a lot of the linking elements of the story so it was obviously important so um do you think i mean you've got to hope they're going to make another one i'd be very surprised if they don't considering i think this is doing well it's very popular I it, would it, say. it's, it's got to be but the, the major thing that that goes in their favor is because it's not really linear if say it wasn't to be picked up again by this network you could see it going somewhere else and, and yeah, working possibly. just as well it's just to make sure you get the right kind of people involved do you know what i mean because obviously there is a lot of production crew that go into the big films that we talk about a lot of the time game of thrones obviously huge tv show with all the uh, costumes and makeup and design and obviously the the effects in those kind of series are huge as well um but something like this like we said about the prosthetics and the 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 makeup and design and the writing and the production and the production design and everything in this is is really top draw. So, yeah, I think it's something that would probably stay with the the network. Is it Fox that do this? I think it's Fox. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's but a Fox. It, it, I know it's one of the bigger ones, but you've got to think yeah. it's gonna it's gonna come back. I mean, it's been getting really good buzz. A lot of people did still enjoy season two. People have said to yeah, me that you need to go I, back I, and, and I, rewatch I, it. And I might I might watch season one and I might get around to watching season two because I think season two maybe without because you can watch it in bulk, you know, just watch yeah. it. Then there might I think it was too slow, which people um, found frustrating. Um but I think it's individual performances go, most people said. I think at least Rachel McAdams was, was really good. Um as she often so, is. As she is. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's something I might I might get myself around to doing. Uh, what are you before we wrap up? What are you currently watching, or have you got any recommendations? Um, I'm currently rewatching Game of Thrones. That's my major thing is to get that done in the next couple of weeks. Captain uh, well, Marvel next, sorry, comes next out very soon. A week um, today, Captain Marvel. Week uh, Captain Marvel is a week today. Yeah, so I'm watching it on Friday the eighth. Think it is. So a couple of days okay. after it comes out. I might well watch it on the weekend with my little boy because I think he'll like it. So 
It looks a load of fun. Premier looked great. Brie Larson looked amazing. Oh, only other thing I've rewatched is I went back recently and watched I Am Alan Partridge in preparation yeah. for that new series that started on Monday. Um, I was going to make a bit of a joke about coming on here and not having podcast and needing a glass of water. <laughs> I <laughs> need some parched. water. My mouth is dry. <laughs> um, just because it's been a while, but no, I, yeah, I love uh, just Coogan in general. He's such a, such a funny guy. He's a British institution really. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good thing to rewatch. Um, I am watching the um- Umbrella Academy on everyone's kind of recommendation. I think it's something we could talk about when we both get around to finishing it. It's a pretty cool X-Men-ish kind of TV series by Netflix. It shows a bit of the distance they might be going away from Marvel. You'll see when you watch it, Stu, what I mean, because it seems like a... I, w- I will be watching it at some point. It's just a case of the time, but it should be easier for me to do because um, yeah. a lot of TV shows are, um, are winding up. Uh, in the next, yeah, it's like, slowing down a little bit. I'm still yet to watch Punisher and Titans. Um, is it Teen Titans or is it just Titans? Titans. Um, as I said, Russian Doll I watched. Um, watching a lot of films around the kind of Oscar season just to catch up, really. Um, but um, some of which I've enjoyed quite greatly. The favourite is Genius and Olivia Colman's speech at the Oscars was fantastic. Um Characters like that, man. You know, Olivia Coleman was in Peep Show, Sophie in Peep Show all those years, and then it's gone off to win a bloody Oscar. It's marvellous. Um, Whenever I think about her, I just think of Hot Fuzz. Yeah, nothing like a bit of girl-on-girl action. <laughs> yeah, I I could quote every line from that I'm film. Sure I'm sure you could. I, watched that. Um, I wouldn't mind doing a... I watched The World's End, which is not very good. No, it's not. It, it's a big anticlimax after um, yeah, the other two. After, after Sean and the Dead and Hot Fuzz. But we could maybe go back and do a bit of a rewatch and, and watch the other two, even though I've probably watched them a hundred times. But they're good things to talk about. There's so many good lines in those films. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot of stuff. Um, not a whole lot of new music or anything. Man. I mean, I know you keep putting your tweet about some music out there, but I'm listening to new Foles stuff here and there, but nothing much going on. So, and film is gonna get big, but it's it's time to wind wind up, isn't it, towards the season when people actually give a shit and go and watch films. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It seems a bit in winter, no one's asked, but watch a couple of animated films. Lego Movie Two is a whole lot of fun, especially if you've got kids. Um, and How to Train Your Dragon Three was not actually that bad. Um, but you know, I get dragged to all this kind of stuff, so it's not too bad being a parent. Let's be honest. When they get older, well, yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I don't need to legitimise my watching of cartoons. I'm quite happy. Oh no, to, hey, you know, I watch Teen Titans on my own. I don't care. It's amazing TV. Well, I've got um, Teen I've... Titans go to the movies. I've had a window open on um, oh, on Chrome for it. it for like please the last two it. weeks. I've been trying to. I just can't get. Oh. A two-hour spell during the day. It's not even two it. hours. It's like eighty-five minutes. <laughs> um, you'll have a lot of fun watching that. And then I've watched, rewatched uh, Spider Verse, which I just adore, mate. It's such a good thing, and I'm so glad that won Best Animated Picture. I think it knocked Pixar out of winning it for the first time in like it, ten years. It was the first. You know I mean? It was the first time in ten years that Disney Pixar have had a film nominated, and they haven't they won it. Win. There was one year where they didn't have a film in the category so obviously Fair that enough. doesn't count but every other time they've been up they've they've won it it's probably the year that brave came out i would imagine um 
yeah, it's it's it was a great thing for them to win, and they've won a lot of a, a lot of awards, and it's so justified. It's such a great film, and all the positivity that's come out of that film has been has been great. Actually, I must admit. And yeah, I'm going to be rewatching that again said. with Michelle soon. Yeah, and I mean, even Laura loved it, and my little girl. It's it's one of those films that's just so good that everyone. Everyone enjoys it. Anyone I know that watched it has, has really enjoyed it. So, yeah, uh, always go and watch that film if you've got time and you haven't seen yeah. it yet. What are you doing? Um, that's it from us. We will be back hopefully quite soon. As I said, maybe there's a couple of things that we're going to get around to watching and talking about. We might go left field and talk about something we probably planned to do ages ago or even get a guest on, which would be very bold for us at this stage. Um but we appreciate any kind of listens and shares. And I see our likes have ticked up a little bit on, on iTunes and maybe a few more subscribes. So we do really appreciate it. We will be back doing more regular podcasting because we do enjoy doing this. Um, and keep interacting with us. There's still really good people talking to us on, on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. So, yeah, we do genuinely appreciate that. And we'll, uh, like they will be back soon. So stay in touch. <laughs>